Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, the illustrious, the man himself, John Garcia, joins us. Talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about Todd Munkin's departure, what that means for the offensive skill set players coming into Georgia. Does recruiting change? And then Raiola, number one quarterback, has some comments about Kirby. I'm going to ask John what goes into recruiting the big, big fish like this next on Locked On Bulldogs. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Bulldogs, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on YouTube as well as audio. Subscribe, like, download, listen. Today we got John Garcia Jr. He is the man that, uh, I mean, needs no introduction, but we will introduce him. Uh, John, tell the people uh, what you do and how they can find you. Yeah, uh, longtime uh, recruiting expert. Find me on Twitter, John Garcia underscore JR. Uh, let's talk ball at every level. Absolutely. Uh, man is one of the guys that we love coming to. You love listening to him as well. And we're going to start off with Todd Munkin news. Todd Munkin is now off to the NFL. Uh, he's got a very nice cush job with the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, I'm telling you right now, if Lamar stays, get that ticket for MVP right now, whatever odds they got on Lamar, because he's going to ball, I hope, uh, under Todd. But Todd Munkin leaving and Mike Bobo comes in. And uh, we're going to not talk X's and O's. We're going to talk Jimmy and Joe's, we're going to talk the guys that are making the plays. How does recruiting change when you lose a guy like Todd Munkin at Georgia? His comments were, y'all give me too much credit. The development was there, all that. But but is there some cause for consternation for Georgia Bulldog fans? Or should we just kind of sit pat and know Bobo's going to recruit well with Kirby? John, what's your take on this? It's the latter, of course, right? I mean, obviously, Todd himself deserves a lot of the credit. I know he's he's a humble guy for sure. But look, that Georgia offense evolved multiple times over the last couple of years uh, to, to where he was in his bag, as they say, more than, mm. than most offensive coordinators, um, even just dealing with the quarterback situation. Remember, I mean, we've come a long way with Georgia, right? I mean, this was a year, year and a half ago, still kind of uncertain like all the way through. Um, so dealing with that alone is tough. Um, but then to stabilize it and then build upon it the way he did to where, you know, nobody was going to beat Georgia this year for the natty uh, was really remarkable uh, for him. So, yeah, of course, losing that guy is going to slow you down at least momentarily on the trail. But look, it's, you know, we're recording this February 22nd. It's, it's not going to have a massive impact on, you know, mid-December 2023. You know, you got 10 months to right the ship. You're bringing in a familiar face with Mike Bobo, who's already been there and done that in a lot of ways throughout the SEC, very close to Kirby. And I think that's the key. Um, we saw this at Alabama when, when Kirby was there and after. As long as the top is the same, there's going to be such a trickle-down effect um, to where – a lot of the Todd Monken principles will carry into the current and new Mike Bobo offense, right? We can assume that's going to happen because that's going to be how Kirby uh, implements it from the top down. So I do think there's going to be a, a lot of stability. It's not going to be as drastic as another program losing its OC and then changing philosophies altogether. Right. 
you know, like Miami went from Josh Gaddis, very pro style to Shannon Dawson. It's like air raid. It's not going to be a huge contrast like, like that. It's going to be more of the same, in my opinion, at Georgia. And, and he's the Bobo's the guy to, to kind of stabilize that uh, along with Kirby there, of course. Uh, and I think that's why you should you should feel comfortable. Um, this was always going to happen, right? It was just a matter of when Monken was going to move on, whether it was yeah. a head coaching job in, in the college ranks or, or an OC gig at, at the highest level. It's just it comes with the territory of, of being the top dog. Uh, it really does. Players leave early. Coaches leave very quickly for, for other pastures. It's just the nature of the business. So it's a, a sign of success. And following it up is another sign of sustained success, which we've already seen accomplished there uh, in Athens. That's exactly right. And again, this was the plan. Todd Munkin and Kirby are enough of a peer. And, and this is what we loved about Kirby. He gave the reins to Todd. And Todd is not, he's a professional. He's telling Kirby all along the way, hey, I'm going to interview these jobs. And Kirby knew it, which is why we brought Bobo in, right? Last year, he took an, he took an assistant to the assistant role, just looking at numbers and everything. Yep. And if you don't think that Kirby was telling Bobo the entire time, shadow that man and do whatever he does because right. you got your recipe. He's not stupid. Kirby's the king. And yeah, look at Bama. It cracks me up. All these other fan bases saying, oh, it's going to recruiting is going to take a hit, yada, yada, yada. Well, Bama just lost all them coaches. It, and it happens all the time with those two schools. Yeah. Come on, y'all. This is, this is fine. Georgia fan, calm down. Bobo has been there, has done that. He knows how to recruit. And here's the recipe to recruiting. Are you ready? Let Kirby do his thing. Kirby is the best recruiter in the nation right now. He's on such a hot streak. Uh, he's starting to get guys that weren't there before. The top three classes are going to keep trickling in time after time after time again. Just take a beat, y'all. It's going to be okay. Which, by the way, Todd Munkin, go get you some, son. Just get that bag. Get all in the bag. Make Lamar the best quarterback. I I'm here for it. I'm rooting for you. Go do your thing. Uh, we're going to come back after this, and I'm going to ask John about a uh, big, big fish quarterback and how maybe this time is going to be different than other times. But first, I want to let you know about FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in all of America. They are fantastic. They are the official sports book of Locked On Bulldogs. They're the official sports book of Locked On Podcasts everywhere. And right now is the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel because customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from money line to point scores and threes drained. March Madness is coming up, and you could also go ahead and get a ticket right now. Odds on favorite for the Natty. We talked about this as Georgia next year. First time in a long time. We won two. That was not the odds-on favorite. Now we're the odds-on favorite. Uh, the hunters become the hunted, except in Kirby's world, he will always tell us that they are the ones who are hunting. Uh, get over the right now. FanDuel lets you combine your bets for e even bigger payout with same-game parlay. Don't miss. No sweat. First bet. $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official, official sports betting partner of the NBA. John, we want to talk now. We want to turn our attention to uh, what happened with Kirby, this this king of recruiting, and Raiola, number one quarterback coming out of the next cycle and making comments that him and Kirby talk all the time about returning to the national championship form, returning and continuing that tradition, making specific, not just one, two, three, Pete, all that. Like, again, 
to recruits. It's their legacy when they come on. How do they make their stamp at Georgia? Uh, we famously missed out on Arch Manning. He went to Texas. Uh, again, Georgia fan, don't play the game where he's not as good now. Look at the playoff. Look at this. That's a dude, okay? It's okay to say that's a dude, and we missed. It happens. How does it change with Raiola coming in the next style? What do we do differently or do we do anything differently? And how does that pitch to these top tier athletes go, John? It's it's dependent on the athlete. Uh, players, recruits reciprocate that love in different ways. Um, some of them want the volume, right? They want just the flood of coaches in their inboxes, FaceTime, phone calls, just kind of the rush of, of being that hot recruit. Uh, others and when you talk quarterbacks it's usually way deeper than than the love and and yep. the optics it's usually layered it's about relationships and trust and i think what what the georgia angle presents right now is still this upward trajectory offensively across the board positionally but more importantly clint it's stability georgia is as stable a program as there is at the top on down in college football, and that's – you talk about quarterbacks, they're aware of the portal. They're, these high school kids are watching the portal as much as we are because they know all of these slots are limited. But if you can sell stability, you're going to have less turnover in the QB room. Again, just look at Georgia's really one casualty there with JT Daniels uh, from a nutrition standpoint, at least to date. That's remarkable compared to all of the other schools – that are dealing with that amount of quarterback talent in their QB room. So I think that's something that really resonates with, with Rayola obviously was committed to Ohio state thought he rushed into the decision because even before that your Georges of the world were on his mind. Uh, so now that Monken is gone, it's almost a benefit to Georgia because now Kirby takes over. Um, he'll bridge the gap to Mike Bobo and look, Kirby was always involved but I think the calendar allows him to be involved even more so right now. And when the guy who just won back-to-back natties and sent a billion players to the draft is personally recruiting you, I don't care if you're the most you know Arch Manning detailed quarterback in the world or the new emerging recruit who's just picking up his first few scholarship offers. That means a great, great deal. It doesn't mean other head coaches aren't dealing with Rayola because I'm sure Matt Rule – and Kenny Dillingham and Lincoln Riley, all those guys are 100%. But when it's the guy who is at the mountaintop, it hits a little bit differently. And I'm sure Kirby's telling him, look, we've got a quarterback committed, but you're the only other quarterback we're talking to right now. This is the plan. Here it is from me. It's not speculative. It's not, um, you know, if and when this happens, it's no, this is directly from me. Kirby's a no-nonsense guy, fun guy, energetic guy on the recruiting trail. That's why he's so successful. But he's, he's not a BSer out there as well. So and, and I think even less so now that he's, you know, hit this mountaintop. So I think it's direct. Uh, I think it's personal. And obviously it's developing between those two. And in any light, that's very big news for Georgia, which was already kind of the trendy pick for Rayola as, as time has progressed here. So, yeah, I think Georgia's still in, in very good positioning uh, to potentially land this kid. Yeah, that checks out across the board. Again, with these type of players, they do care about depth more than more than the glam. I mean, Rell's got all the glam. He's got the he's got the number one locked up. He's got the five star. What more can you tell the kid that he's great at until all of a sudden Kirby gets on the horn and yeah, talks to you and, and starts telling you two things. One, we love competition here. Let me show you. Stetson Bennett was our starting quarterback for two national championships. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so we're yeah. not going to hand anybody the there. 
everywhere else, maybe not the case. Maybe not the case. And, and two, that, I'd want to hear that if I was him. I would want to hear that too because two, the second thing that comes into not only do we love competition, but the people that are still competing for those positions are still here. We didn't run anybody off. So it's not just smoke. We're telling every single one of these four or five-star quarterbacks that are here, Gunnar Stockton, Vandegriff, Carson Beck, uh, you can get the job at any moment. It's not, this is not like other programs. This is not, now maybe this isn't true, but I get the feel Lincoln Riley might operate that way, you know, where that's, that's not the case here from King Kirby. He is very direct. He is very energetic. Uh, and yeah, it seems to me, my humble opinion, it seems to me rule at Nebraska that that homage to history and tradition and legacy might be the sneaky dark horse. If he doesn't pick Georgia, I wouldn't be shocked if he went with rule because that guy can coach college ball. Can't coach, coach pro ball. <laughs> He can coach college ball all day long. Yeah, uh, and this is ties to Nebraska too. Yeah. Yes. And the family ties to Nebraska. I mean, it, that seems, and again, that's the type of kid this is. Arch Manning won a different, one of the different brand market stamp on the world. He's got brothers that went elsewhere. He won his own. Texas was that great. Have fun, man. Riola seems to me that, that there's either some emotional connectivity, even the fact that he's thinking about Nebraska tells me he cares about relationship far more. And that's what Kirby brings. Uh, we're going to let John go. He's got he's got other things to get to. Uh, go follow him over on the Twitter machine, John Garcia underscore junior. Uh, it's been great, John. Be well, my man. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me back on. All right. See you. We're going to continue on and uh, we're going to uh, keep going here uh, on Locked on Bulldogs. And the thing that I wanted to talk about is I want to continue this idea of the quarterback situation. Quarterback situation is this. We got four or five-star kids all over the place. We got Carson Beck coming in. We got Gunnar Stockton, Brock Vandegrift, as well as a whole host of other recruits. Here's the deal as it pertains to Mike Bobo. What quarterback recruit doesn't want to play in Bobo's offense? Now, you could tell me, oh, no, Bobo. You could tell me running back. You tell me a whole lot of things. What quarterback does not want to play in Mike Bobo? A, it's a replica of Todd Munkin. And B, Mike Bobo's been there, done that with other quarterbacks, Aaron Murray. Uh, Matt Stafford, uh, quarterbacks from Georgia that that have been into a place at Georgia pre-Todd Munkin that did very well. And then Mike Bobo comes back, SEC statistical leader. What quarterback doesn't want to play for that? If you're ca- caring about winning, Kirby's won too. If you're caring about statistics, eye-popping numbers, Heisman chase, draft stock, it's Mike Bobo. If you're talking about other great, talented players around you, that's Georgia, again, recruiting. If you're talking about a competitive team all the time, that's Georgia all the time. Mike Bobo does not dictate anything but gloriousness on the recruiting trail. Do not get it wrong. Do not get it twisted. This is not a drop-off. Todd Munkin is a great OC. I think we're going to see very little to no drop-off in this offense. I think it'll be more predicated on Carson Beck or the starting quarterback's success rate than anything else. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Dan's going to be back with a couple more guests. See you guys then.